Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Ridiculous News is a production of iHeartRadio and Cool 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 Audio. With amazing and crazy topics to pick and to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. With interesting views on breaking the rules of broadcasting and all sorts of wild reports to keep us laughing. With funny, off-brand, upbeat journalism, the strange and unusual stories of what we give them. When it's all about ridiculous news everywhere, we talking about ridiculous news over here. Hey everyone, welcome to Ridiculous News. We're not your average news show. We cover stuff you didn't realize was news. From the wild and funny, to the deep and hidden, to the absolutely ridiculous. I'm Bill Worley, an Atlanta-based filmmaker. I'm a comedian, and I like to party, Mark. I'm always down to party, whether it's a friend's house party, it's a party at a warehouse, it's a Dragon Con, Bonnaroo, music festivals, you name it. Always down to party in Bill's town. Heck yeah, party man. Uh, well, I'm Mark Kendall. <laughs> I'm an Atlanta-based comedian. And, you know, I gotta say, Bill, there's no party like a ridiculous news party mm-hmm. because a ridiculous news party can't stop, won't stop. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, y'all, today is a deep dive about how to leave the party. So we've mm-hmm. all probably been in this situation where you're at a social function of some kind and you're ready to bounce. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you say goodbye to everyone or do you just leave without saying anything? Uh, apparently, opinions kind of differ on this and we're excited to dive into some of those. And we're also joined by our very special guest, Whitney Millsap. Whitney is a brilliant improviser, actor, educator, and entrepreneur who will soon become a licensed esthetician, which is amazing. Congratulations. Everyone, welcome Whitney Millsap. Yeah. Hi. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh my Absolutely. gosh, we're so excited to have you here, Whitney. Guys, Thank you so I much love to party. <laughs> love to party. <laughs> well, it's that probably. Is- my uh, best thing in life, really, truly. Yeah, hashtag Blasty Rager. Uh-huh. Ra- you know, I like do. When, when I think of parties, I think of Whitney Millsap as uh, the the ultimate making the best party hashtag Thank Rager. You. The, and, you know, the interesting thing is I don't really like to throw parties at my house, though. 
Mm-hmm. I'm such a person who wants to be able to leave a party and go home when I want mm-hmm. to and not have to be in that predicament of kicking people out. But I love yeah. throwing an event elsewhere. Got it. Yeah. 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 Well, well, that's why we're, we're here because you're an expert and we want to have an expert yes. on parties on the show to give you That's opinion. tip number one. Tip number one, don't have it at your house. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. And, and for every guest when we have them on the show, we have a segment called Giving Them Their Flowers. That's where we'll give you some compliments, Whitney. You're not allowed to give us oh. compliments in return. That's how it works. And I'll go first. Whitney, I have known you for, I don't know, 12 years, something like that. You've been an amazing, amazing close friend. Always just a pleasure and a joy to see you. You're someone who just makes me smile. And I feel like it's always, if I see you, there's a hug coming and I'm excited about it. <laughs> and, um, you know, you have this recently, you had me over, you had this beautiful garden that you've created in your backyard mm-hmm. and gave a tour. And it, that was just something that struck me as awesome and incredible. And you're always so 110% in what you do. And, just super excited to have you on the show. Oh, thank you. It's hard not to return that, but I'll give, you an ex- I'll give you an I'm extra so hug next time I see you. Uh, yay. <laughs> uh, Whitney, uh, you know, I just got to echo everything that Bill said. In addition to that, say, you know, you're just so, so funny. I mean, it's just like, I always just <laughs> laugh and smile so much anytime I hang out with you. Uh, the business just keep Aww. on coming. But the main thing I wanted to compliment about you, Whitney, was your optimism. So your ability to, to kind of like, just kind of like press through stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and be optimistic in the way that you do that. Whether it's like, you know, like, I, I don't know. It's just like, I, I, you got to keep together. pushing. Yeah, precisely. You know? Yeah. And it's just like, I think, you know, I know that, uh, well, we've performed together a lot, you know, and there's like emotional highs and lows when you're performing and being vulnerable in front of people. And, you know, from my experience and sharing those spaces with you is that like, that's when your optimism just really like kicks in. Like you just said, you just got to keep going. And so that's something that I really admire about you. I think that that's something that's really cool about, uh, you know, your core, your, your core self. And uh, I admire that very much. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My core ripped out with positivity. <laughs> Hell yeah. Core, yeah. core, core. Well, let's shredded. jump into our weekly shredded Whitney Willstat with <laughs> positivity. Shining a beam of sunlight mm-hmm. on every everyone and everywhere she goes. I love and you guys. We'll, Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. Well, we're going to jump into our news nibbles. And that is uh, interesting mm. things. And for this deep dive topic for how to leave the party, of course, these news nibbles are on that topic about leaving parties. What does that mean? Like, what are different mm. ways to do it? And uh, great excited to talk to you guys about this because what an interesting topic yeah and holiday season is right around the corner exactly right right, Whitney and that brings us into this first story we're going to talk about and this is from QZ.com the headline is is it the Irish goodbye the French exit or to leave quote the English way and apparently that depends on where you live and so Hmm. this article says that in the U.S. The quote, Irish exit or Irish goodbye is a satisfying way to deal with pleasantry overload. When it's time to leave a party, make a beeline to the door. Don't tell anyone. Don't thank the host. Just get out of there. (laughs) Uh, What you call this rejection of a polite farewell, however, depends on where you live. So in the U.S. and in England, the glorious non-goodbye is credited to the Irish. Uh, In British English, 
The act is sometimes attributed to the French, called taking French leave, which can also connote leaving work without permission or just not showing up. So <laughs> something <laughs> that's interesting to point out about these phrases that we'll kind of like, and I'm glad we're kind of talking about this at the top, yeah, is yeah. that... So one explanation for the Irish goodbye, and there's actually another explanation for the Irish goodbye we'll cover later, but one explanation for the Irish goodbye is that it's a stereotype about drinking habits, Irish drinking mm. habits in particular, i.e. being too drunk to make a ceremonious departure. Um, uh, and there's also like a German phrase uh, where they use Polish people as the butt of the joke, and that originated oh. in the years after the fall of the Berlin Wall. Uh, and so the actual German phrase is... Uh, die Zeit, I believe. Mm. Uh, mm. And so some people speculate that that German phrase, like I said, is is making Polish people the butt of the joke. And so apparently after the fall of the Berlin Wall, when there was a surge in derogatory jokes about Polish people, I guess that's one place that it came from. So it's the thing with these phrases is that uh, apparently like most of them are not coming out of like kind places. You <laughs> yeah. So, right. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's interesting. So, like, um, the article goes on to say that um, English phrases about the Dutch, Irish, and French are invariably invariably dig spawn during wartime or from classes or ethnic prejudices. So it's just kind of something to keep in mind. And, and, and Bill, we were kind of talking before we yeah. recorded about, like, yeah. you know, when I first heard about the Irish goodbye – like the Irish goodbye was seen as a good thing. Like, just like, just leave mm. the party. And that good habit in my mind is like, oh, I guess the Irish figured it out, you know? But, <laughs> yeah. it's, inter- right. but yeah. it's interesting in seeing some of this research, research is that like, sometimes the origin for some of these phrases may not come from a place of uh, love. <laughs> right. So, interesting. Like, well, you, you know, yeah. And, and it's, to me, it's kind of like, you know, I, we live in Georgia and right. we'll poke fun at people from Florida, like my lovely cousins down there. Hello. And people from Alabama, you know, and mm-hmm. I, you know, you kind of joke and, and, and are silly about that. And in a way, I think some of this could be kind of an elbow or a wink and a nod. Yes. It doesn't necessarily feel to me like super ethnophobic, but I can definitely see where it, some people could take it that way. I think Mark and I, we were talking about this and Whitney curious about you is what your opinion on this is, is, you know, if you're bringing down people or in some people, if they're people in power, I think that's okay. <laughs> if it's the uh-huh. people, you know, in charge, that makes it a little less. If it's people, you know, immigrants or, or poor folks or whatever, the people that yeah. can't really, you know, don't have the podcast to yell back at us, then mm-hmm. that might be something different. Um, and in the cases of these folks... I don't know. I feel like the Irish are doing Yeah, okay. I also, Mark, always thought like, wow, I guess the Irish are just a really humble people. Maybe that's what this <laughs> means. Like, yeah. they're not narcissists and they don't need yeah. everyone to know what their plans are. Yeah. That's what I always yeah. assumed it was. But now in kind of hearing the other terms, I do think it's interesting that like it's geographically pinned on a nation that's not the nation pinning it. And yeah, I would agree with you, Bill, that like, I don't know. It's just like, well, really just shouldn't everybody be nicer? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Just in general. Like, everybody's having a hard time. We're all just trying to get through it. You know what I mean? Life is tough. That's why we party. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. It's like, and I was like earlier, Mark, when you were talking, I love the uh, the that taking French leave is also leaving work without permission or just not showing up. I hadn't heard it that way. I like just also just leaving some work. French leave. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, right. that's yeah. the thing I've never heard. Mm-hmm. 
if you just like left work early. That's pretty oh, funny. Taking yeah. French leave. <laughs> what are you doing? It's like, oh, you're going to Paris? Good for you. <laughs> it's a well, beautiful town. The article goes on to say that according to linguist Anatoly Lieberman, uh, mm. the British, quote, French leave is likely the original version to which the French fired back with to leave the English way and from which the <laughs> other idioms came. Lieberman says the phrase might have referred to the French leading large parties without interrupting the host to say goodbye or more insulting to French soldiers being supposedly prone to desert, something a Brit obviously oh. would never do. And that's like oh. the quote from him. So right. again, Bill, when you were talking about like, I think there's like a range of like insults, right? You know, like right. things that are just like, I'm attacking like who you and the people that are related to you are as a person versus like, we're kind of like maybe ribbing each other being like, right. Oh, that's the French leave. Or it's like, Oh yeah, well that's the, the leaving the, the English way. You know what I mean? And kind right. of like, Going yeah. back and forth. I think there's kind of like a range in terms of, you know, the harm that you're trying to do when you're saying those things. Exactly. So there's yeah. like gentle ribbing versus like trying to insult It's someone. like, do y'all know what the best thing that comes out of Alabama is, right? Um, <laughs> NASCAR? I-20. I, I, I that's the best way. To get <laughs> uh-huh. So, you know, and, and that's something I would tell someone from Alabama because it's just, you know, they can hit, that let, is let true. us have it here in Atlanta. You know, it's, it's But again, isn't that, yeah, I don't know. But to, maybe it's just because we're here and I get it more. But I guess I feel <laughs> like especially with all of the, like, European wars and just, again, like, <laughs> factions, it just seems right. so much... It seems like more of a risk. It seems like yeah. texting without tone. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it yeah. seems like you're, it's a real dicey mix, I feel, just mm-hmm. because there are, if especially if it like happens during war times or like the Berlin Wall yeah. coming down, it just feels like these are kind of, you know, tough times where people probably don't want a good ribbing. You know what I mean? <laughs> so That's I don't fair. know. And then also, yeah. it's like Georgia and Alabama have never quite, other than like, SEC football haven't really been at war. You know what I mean? It's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, we haven't been too much at war. Um, well, what do you think, you know, so thinking about that, are there other phrases like ghosting, for example? Yeah, I was uh, thinking about that, that earlier. Are, yeah, non-ethnophobic phrases we can use to describe leaving a party. Yeah, because ghosts, they can't defend themselves. <laughs> what about how ghosts feel? <laughs> we have to respect the spiritual realm. That's right. Know? Or like, you know, maybe they don't care about us. So like if they wanted to cross over and say something about it, they would. There's, there's ghosts being like, leave early, bitch. I can't leave at all. I'm here. I'm stuck in this <laughs> yeah, room. Exactly. I'm stuck in this house. Yeah. No. Unfinished like, business. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I like the term ghosting. I I do too. I do. I like that uh, because it can mean a number of things. I think of it often in terms of like text or tender, though. Sure. Rather than like a party. I don't know that I would Mm -hmm. say like so-and-so ghosted at the party. Yeah, because ghosting to me would be like if they didn't show up to the party and they told you they would. That's a ghost. Yeah. Oh, you know what's interesting, y'all? I was just thinking about this. When I was in college... Rather than just like ghosting, they they if you hadn't seen someone in a while, like I don't know, maybe you had like one semester you'd see them a ton, and then the next semester you don't see them as much <laughs> or whatever. They've been busy doing something else. You'd be like, that person's been ghost. So not ghosting, but they've just been uh, ghost. Been ghost. They've been in ghost yeah. mode. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's Got like it. how you could set yeah. your AIM for like away, mm. busy. 
I don't know that's if your right. college campus had that, but that's how we all chatted back in 2006. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. AIM. Yeah. I don't think I was using AIM, but I I forget what we used. Maybe we're... I don't yeah, know, what I don't did you use, Mark, if you didn't use AIM? Were you on some sort of new fangled technology <laughs> back at Northwestern <laughs> well, I University? Think, I think... Oh, I that's right. Maybe, maybe, maybe we were, maybe we were just texting by that point. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I remember I had Facebook by freshman year, but wow. I don't think like Facebook Messenger was a thing though. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember, yeah, yeah. The early days of Facebook before there was a quote news feed. Your college right, had right. to be added too. Right. Because right. I remember mm-hmm. in college being in my dorm room and hearing somebody mm-hmm. run through the hallways banging on doors saying, LaGrange got Facebook! LaGrange got Facebook! <laughs> like, oh insane. Because, like, I guess... <laughs> the British are coming! <laughs> like, wow. Zuckerberg had, like, answered our prayers and, like, added right, our right, college right. to the list. Yeah. That's so funny. I wonder yeah. how that person feels about it now. Oh, I'd probably still just as addicted. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this next story, it goes on to talk about uh, ghosting, the Irish goodbye, the French leave. And this is an opinion piece by Seth Stevenson. And the main opinion is stop saying goodbye at parties. Here's a quote. Goodbyes oh. are, by their very nature, at least a mild bummer. They b- represent the waning of an evening or an event. By the time we get to them, we're often tired, drunk, or both. The short timer just wants to go to bed while the night owl would prefer not to acknowledge the growing lateness of the hour. <laughs> These sorts of goodbyes inevitably devolve into awkward small talk that lasts too long and then peters out. You know, we vow, we vow vaguely to meet again and then linger for a moment thinking of uh-huh. something else to say before the whole exchange fizzles, et cetera, et cetera. Repeat this several times. So obviously this person, this Seth Stevenson, a, a little jaded yeah. uh, <laughs> about saying goodbye. Um and but he goes on. I thought what was interesting to me about this article too is he lists some rules that he's come up with oh. about ghosting. So he that's says, what I love about a party. Give me the rules. <laughs> yeah, give me the party rules. Thanks, <laughs> Seth Stevenson. What a blast! says <laughs> party like rules. So uh, according to Seth, it might be aggressive to ghost a gathering of fewer than ten people. And he said ghosting a group of two or three is not so much ghosting as ditching. (laughs) But but Mm -hmm. if a party includes more than 15 or 20 attendees, there's a decent chance no one will notice that you're gone, at least not right away. And yeah, but then everybody's do, concerned if you got like abducted. That's my issue. That, that's that's fair. That's yes. totally fair. And 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 I can think of it like an actual example of that recently, where I was hanging out with some friends at a party, and a friend of ours left, and we just wanted to make sure they were got home safe and all that, and no one could get in touch with her. Terrifying. Yeah, it was a little, it was, we were a little worried and, you know, they weren't like too drunk to drive or anything, but they had had a couple drinks. And so we were like, oh no, you know, what yes. happened? Because you're like, am I one soundbite away from being on the news or ATL <laughs> scoop or whatever it is of like, well, you know, we never thought this would happen to Rachel. <laughs> like what? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. 
Because, like, not even drunk driving, but, like, just recently, I watched a lot of Investigation Discovery, shout out. And (laughs) the one I was watching recently is, like, when there was that rash of people getting into the wrong, like, Lyft or Uber and then being murdered. And so, like, that kind of thing is, like, yeah, yeah, you got to be careful. I don't have a personal story with this, but a girlfriend of mine was telling me about a girlfriend of hers who, like, just ghosted at a party. They were out celebrating her engagement and Mm. the fiance the woman who was engaged just like disappeared from the party and she had called an uber and went home but everybody was like we're terrified (laughs) like are you okay yeah Mm. yeah so i think it also becomes like i don't know it gets kind of dicey when you're like i hope this person is safe and that i'm not waiting 24 hours to file a missing persons report every minute counts guys first 48 We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name is Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. 
His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. You know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. With amazing and crazy topics to pick and to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. All right, y'all, we're back and we're talking about how to leave parties and different ways to leave parties. And I wanted to finish up what Seth had said in this article because, you know, he gave those different rules for when to ghost. And he also Mm -hmm. talked about another alternative. If you do think it's an etiquette breach to just leave a party, he said, simply replace your awkward goodbye with a heartfelt email said the following mo- morning. <laughs> I love the oh, yeah, reaction. Like, is what? Like, <laughs> an email? There's nothing more heartfelt than an email. Uh, dearest Charles, dearest Charles <laughs> it, was, uh, it was such an honor to get crunk with you last night at the club. <laughs> I especially liked it when we both did the stanky leg in unison. I'll hold it close to my heart. Please keep me in, in mind for any future shenanigans. Um, all the best to you. Uh, Rothschild, you know, I don't know. And then at the end, it has like all of your tag of like your business and like everything, (laughs) your phone number, your facts. There's something heartwarming about that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that does sound weird. Maybe a text. Yeah. A text I can understand. Text text saying, hey, thanks so much. It was great seeing you last night. Thanks for inviting me over. Um, That feels much more. I'm going to marry both worlds. It's like. In order for people not to worry about you, send them a text as you're leaving. So it's mm. like, hey, I'm out. And then by the time they're like, oh, my God, have you seen Whitney? And then they check their phone and they're like, oh, she left and she's fine. Yes. Got it. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, we're not worried if, if Whitney's going to make it home or not. Exactly. Well, Seth finishes this out with once you mastered the basics, you might try some coasting variations. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as a friend who he said he had a friend who favors the Northern Irish goodbye, which oh. is where you and an, you announce your intention to ghost long in advance as a warning, so there's no collateral damage. Doesn't that just put everybody in a paranoid state? <laughs> like the whole point is like you don't want to put people out, and now you're like at the party being like, you know, I might leave at any minute, so just know if I go get you a beer and don't come back, go get your own beer. Right. Yeah, that could yeah, it just raises the tension. I do, you know, I can relate to this a little bit because I went this is a little while ago, but I went to a a friend's like birthday gathering Mm -hmm. at a brewery. And I was early because I had to go to another event. And I think it started at like seven and I had to leave at like seven thirty. And you know, you are a party maniac. Well, you know, I just it's it's ATL life. You know, <laughs> two events, Warley. <laughs> what? And so I don't know about y'all, but I typically don't show up to a party till thirty minutes after it starts. Anyway, yes. so I was the first person there, which was fine. I knew I would probably be, and I'm talking and hanging out, and then you know it gets to seven thirty, and one or two other people had shown up. But then I was just like, okay, I gotta go, and I hadn't prefaced it to this mm. person 
that I was going to leave. And I kind of wish I had because I, you know, it's not like, oh, I wasn't having fun and I only wanted to spend 30 minutes with you. It was, no, I have another thing I need to get to. And I didn't want to miss saying happy birthday. Yeah. Did they give you weird eyes or something when you're like, I got to go? Uh, you know, I like what made you wish that you had? You know, that's a good question. And maybe it's my own paranoia. This person might have had zero issues with that mm-hmm. whatsoever. It's just mm-hmm. over me overanalyzing the situation. Because that was but my I, question to both of yeah. you and to put into the circle is kind of like, I think, well, it could be my narcissism, but it's like I am <laughs> anxious if I don't say goodbye to everyone because mm. I leave the party worried that they think I've slighted them, you know? Agreed. And you know what? That's something that, yeah, we had we had talked about. And I feel the same way, Whitney. I mm-hmm. I like to say goodbye. I don't like to do an Irish goodbye personally. And it's so interesting. And I wonder if part of why these articles, if writers tend to be more introverts, more shy, people who prefer <laughs> Mr. To... Rules, no way. <laughs> <laughs> right? And maybe that's why these folks seem to be so pro Irish goodbye, but I I I like it and I like it because it to your point it gives me a chance to say talk to people even if I didn't get a chance to talk to them early I can at least say hey sorry we didn't get a chance to connect but it was so good to see you. Yeah. You know, and see you at the next event. Well, just yeah, know next time like- Oh, sorry. I was going to say, Bill, next time you can just send him a warm email if you don't get around to it. (laughs) I was also going to say, like, I think there's different types of parties, too. You know, there's the party where one is trying to get lit, as it were. Mm -hmm. And there's also some parties where it's just like, you're kind of going there to network, honestly. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Or like maybe establish contact with someone. And so I find in those times where it's like, hey, maybe, and it's not maybe necessarily a party per se, so I... I use that term more like fluidly or whatever, but you're a like gathering. a social gathering. Yeah. You're mm. at a gathering, let's say, and it's just like, oh, I know this person's going to be here. It'd be great to get some FaceTime mm-hmm. with you, not to necessarily like connect here, but so then when I do follow it with a text, it's like, oh yeah, I saw this person yeah. in the flesh earlier. So in those moments, I am pretty like adamant about being like, I got to make sure I say uh, goodbye to this person, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just like they may be super busy talking right. to a bunch of people. And it's just like, oh, you know, uh, Barrio, uh, Barack Obama, <laughs> great to see you. I know you're busy being a father right now in um, parasailing no. or whatever, but just great to, sorry, I, I just wanted to say a quick goodbye. Oh, goodbye. Mark, thank, yeah. thanks so much, Mark. Thank, thank you for inviting you. me to your uh, basketball tournament. Uh, yeah. You were, you were on fire from deep. Oh, well, did you get some of Michelle's you. celery? <laughs> She loves health and nutrition. <laughs> oh, celery. Oh, peanut butter on Absolutely. a log. Imagine that, y'all. If I was like, y'all, I just got back from Barack and Michelle's party. And you're like, oh, man, what was it like? It's like, there was just tons of celery. <laughs> Very strange. <laughs> Ants on a log everywhere. Mm, yeah. Delicious. Yes. Well, you know, you brought up something in that, Mark, that I think is really interesting, too, is what is the difference between a social gathering and a party? Mm-hmm. How do you differentiate? I think it's your intention, right? Hmm. Because someone may be throwing a party because they're ready to get lit, but you're coming, as Mark said, to be like, oh, I'd like to do maybe a job with this person or we have a job in the works and I want to put some FaceTime in. So I'm coming with the intention of like touching base and keeping up 
you know, friendship or collaboration. Right. And they may be, they may think like, it's my 49th birthday and I'm not going to remember tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'll right. throw in a third category, Whitney. Oh? It's just like, it starts as a business <laughs> thing, but becomes a party. So it's just like, yeah. you know, it might yes. be like a fundraiser, let's say, where it's just like, oh, yeah. oh it's very formal and awards are getting handed out. But then after that, we got like the DJ, we got some music, we got mm-hmm. some food, and now it is a party, you know? So yeah. it's just like, yeah. so it ends as a party, but it's just like, there's business on the front end of yeah. this Friday night uh, uh, mullet, as it were, mm-hmm. you know? Um yeah. So, and we've seen well, this, it too, Mark. We've worked a gig together where they had like a fundraiser, but they had um, a buzzword, and if that buzzword was said, everybody had to take a drink. So people were oh, getting wow. lit quite quickly. <laughs> oh my I, god! What yeah. was the buzzword? Do you remember? It was like it was a lot of them. Uh huh. Oh, there's a lot of them at oh, the my time. God, yeah. I mean, this was not then, but I would say like if I were to do one now, it would be like pivot or. Um, unprecedented, <laughs> something like that. Like something yeah, yeah, they're yeah. hearing a lot in the world and their workforce. Synergy. Except yeah. that actually was yeah. one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's one of those. Yeah. Leverage. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, so this this article, this next article is really interesting that it talks about that people who leave parties without saying goodbye, so not us, y'all, but no. people who leave mm-hmm. parties without saying goodbye save up to two days per year. Uh, what? That's right. Right. Research from the UNSW's Time Management Institute interviewed 2,000 Australians, finding that on average, this is if you go to 25 parties a year. And from the moment we actually decide it's time to leave a party, it takes us on average 45 minutes to say goodbye, which I think that's probably fairly true for me. Early in my experience, mm. it always takes longer than I think, which means that we spend an average of 18 hours and 45 minutes each year saying goodbye. And a lot of times they risk being convinced to stay at the party longer, especially by the host. And again, this is coming, this whole article is coming. It finishes the article by saying, don't fall into this trap. It's like you came to the party to hang out with people you like. Like, don't you dare spend one more second with them than you've agreed to. I know. Like, it's a fun moment, too, when it's yeah. just like, you're like, you walk into a room of the party being like, hey, guys, I just want to say goodbye. And they're like, no, come in here. You got to no, settle this. Mark, you got to no. settle this. Yeah. Who would win? Who would win in a presidential debate? Leonardo from the Ninja Turtles or Shaquille O'Neal? And you're like, well, that's a good question. Uh, Now I got to think it through. (laughs) Yeah. This is a really solid, just a solid, yeah, pull it back in. I will say this from a personal story. Here's the deal. Is that you just have to commit from my standpoint. It's like, Mm. so I, my boyfriend, who is going to be listening to this, hi. um, (laughs) He's already said he would, so he better. Um, But he... (laughs) knows this. He hates saying goodbye. So when we get ready to go, I'm like, hey, good to see you. Pop into the next person. Oh my God. Hey, let's catch up about that thing tomorrow. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. I'm on. I'm out. Right. And then I will be halfway to the car and he is still inside somewhere buried, not able to leave because he just keeps making Mm. one comment after another. And then he's Mm. like, I think my goodbye turned weird. And I'm like, right, because you're just say goodbye and get out. But he can't right. do it. <laughs> you just yeah, it, it, I I can relate to that. I think yeah. sometimes it is hard, and you know, I I get energy from being around people, and Me I too, love yeah. listening. And it's I think one of those things is when you're a good listener, um, people will just keep talking, you know, and, <laughs> and you're 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 not along, and you're and and I've learned more about body language too, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes people just don't get the hint, and I'm. 
probably one of those people a lot of the time. And it, but when someone you literally back away or you literally start to turn <laughs> and yeah. start to walk, that can be a good acknowledgement of okay, well, it's good to see you. You're supposed you know. to look at people's feet, where their feet, mm-hmm. the direction their feet are pointed in. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's see Whitney, you're a pro. You're a pro. Partner. Well, I did. I literally read a book. It's called, and you know, I hate to read. <laughs> So <laughs> I can do it. I'm fast at it. Hate it. Um, I came to terms with that years ago. You know, and everybody's like, "Oh, my latest book I'm reading," and I would always feel so uncomfortable or like, like, "Oh, I guess I'm a bad person." No, I hate reading, and I'm proud of it. I got. I want to watch something. But anyways, so I read a book though. There are certain things that I'm interested in. I'll read about it, and that's when you know I'm dedicated. But it's called mm. "What Everybody So Separated." is saying and it's written by this yes. fbi guy Love and he book. was like you read it yeah where yeah, he does yeah. like interrogations and so it's like mm-hmm. all of his data about like what body language means i think it's so interesting yeah that's it's super fascinating right such a good book and maybe we should have you back on sometime whitney just to talk about body language in oh general. i would love yeah. to super fascinated oh, there's another there's another author, Vanessa Van Edwards. I'm um, not reading it. Did. Don't even tell me, Bill. You know what's great about her stuff, though, honestly, is uh, she has a couple books. It's all about body language kind of, and stuff like that. But she also has a great YouTube channel and some TED great. Talks. Okay, so yes. I'm down to watch. Need, yeah, you don't need to read it. And I think you would dig her because she's such a great speaker and someone who's very captivating because that's like... And, and no, it sounds very, interesting. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that'll be the next deep dive, y'all. The next deep dive. That's so, so fun. Well, y'all, there's another article that I think is kind of interesting, kind of fun. This is from CBC, and the title makes this opinion very clear, uh, which is why ghosting a party is the right thing to do. So now morality is a part of it. All right. So, So this is what it says. Goodbyes. They don't work. That the person leaving is a self-imposed moment of vulnerability to a slew of annoying interactions. You better have a litany of excuses at the ready to evade all the hurdles that are going to be thrown your way. Why are you leaving? You can't leave. You're leaving? Have one more shout with me. You have to follow up your goodbye attempt by outlining your usual bedtime and the rest of your weekend schedule before instilling the fact that you're adding nothing to this party for anyone to even (laughs) comprehend your desired exit. The truth is that you're leaving the party because you want to leave the party. So skip the excuse marathon and just leave. Now, I, I interpreted the tone yeah, well, I, I think it was pretty dead well, on. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think you're yeah, spot on. This is the next reason why. <laughs> Goodbyes, they take forever. Let's take the previous point out of the equation. An excuse-free goodbye session at even a small gathering is going to run you at least 30 minutes. Oh. Or 48, uh, according to that Australian research paper. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Uh, you shuffling around with your coat in hand, privately pulling people aside to tell them you're leaving. <laughs> the handshakes, the hugs, the hugs, that horrible small talk in the doorway, doorway while you're putting your shoes on. I guess... I, Maybe... Yeah. Maybe you're putting your shoes on. <laughs> if, if you want people still yeah. talking to you, you put your shoes <laughs> exactly. on. If you wanted to, <laughs> yeah. If you wanted to be out of there by 11:30, you should have started making the rounds by at least 10:45. Don't lose a minute. Yeah, yeah, you're a schedule. In actuality, saying goodbye doesn't even mean you want to leave anymore. It just means you want to loiter around the room, saying, "All right, okay, I'm gonna go." And then lastly, it says, <laughs> loiter. Then it says, nobody cares. This is the biggest reason we're all not ghosting, isn't it? 
We think people care about our absence. Once the door closes behind you, you envision the entire party in a panic, frantically searching in the closets and under couches to see where you've gone. But you could peek through the window 10 minutes later. You discover that the party is the same, if not better than when you left. <laughs> <laughs> Please take this in the best, most freeing way possible. No one will miss you. This says much more about whoever wrote this. Yes. <laughs> and I think I think point number four contradicts point number one. Because my whole thought during point number one was like, why? Or it's like, just ignore all the excuses and this like excuse thing you'll have to be in. And it's like, or you could just be a fully functioning adult and know that you don't owe anyone an excuse because yeah. nobody cares. And I think that that feeds right into point number four is like, yeah, nobody is concerned about your business you know what i mean right yeah. right exactly <laughs> and anyone exactly. who's like oh whitney don't leave i know that whatever is on the other side of that that i'm leaving for be it i want to go sm smoke weed on my couch i want to go <laughs> watch a tv show because i'm not reading i want to go do <laughs> anything else it's like i know that more than i want to be at this party so you could say whatever you want to me but you're not going to stand between me and a sack full of crystals you know what i mean yep 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 <laughs> It's pulling Whitney out the door. And, you know, and, and well, the thing about like you save 20 minutes, what are you going to do <laughs> with those, you know, all this time that you've saved? Also, who's so on their deathbed gonna... being like, thank God. Well, look at all these minutes I've saved my whole life. <laughs> it's not like you have rollover minutes. Right, right. Yeah, it's a good thing no one's showing up to say goodbye to me because I never said goodbye to them. Um, <laughs> uh, well, this is from ABC News, another article about the Irish goodbye ghosting that it's actually frowned upon by etiquette experts, which I consider all three of us, advises the Emily Post Institute in its online party manners primer. If they're not by the door, seek them out, thank them personally before you go. If you need to leave early, let your host know before the party or when you arrive so they aren't surprised or insulted by your early departure. Bill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, as I should have done, as I absolutely But you know what, done. I bet so, nobody noticed. This is the other thing, too, is for the most part, whoever you're hanging out with, shouldn't they know you and your intentions? This is what I have to remind right. myself of when I do have anxiety after leaving a party, is I'm like, what if somebody interpreted the thing I said as whatever? Or what if my goodbye seemed like blah, blah, blah? And it's like, mm -hmm. well, first of all, if it did, then I hope that we're good enough friends that we could talk about it. And second sure, of all, sure. they more than likely didn't think that because they know me and I was at this party because we're friends. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So I think if, if anything, it's it's people overthinking it or, mm -hmm. you know, if you do feel like you made a faux pas, shoot a text <laughs> or better yet, an email. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> a follow up email. Just a quick follow up. Hey, you know, hey, host, quick follow up. Yeah. Wanted to make sure, you know, that's like somebody emailing a survey summer. after their party. To be like, what were, what were some highlights for you? What's something we can improve upon? You know, there's one party that I performed at. Like, mm -hmm. I did a short form improv set at this party, and it was a thing where they like rented out a party house, and it was all these people that had come, and it was a nice event. like a like an and, Airbnb party house. Yeah, like a like home. A really like it's like a house. Yeah. house. Okay. Yeah, it was a really nice like kind of house mansion, maybe mm. um, just very fancy, but you could tell no one lived there. Okay. And it was just rented out for parties. And so, okay. uh, and after the performance, as we were leaving, uh, all the people were gathered in one of the rooms and the, the host was essentially conducting a survey like in real time. <laughs> oh, my the God. People there. 
And I don't know if they were ever going to go back to partying or if the party was over, but he's like, so what food do people like? What food do people like? What else? What else? How about the music? How do people feel about the music? Oh what other God. things could we do? It was very bizarre. I don't know how these people knew each other. I wonder if or it anything was like that. for event planners. Like maybe they're maybe. doing a dry run of the party so that they know what to expect to throw parties in the future. I don't know. Everyone was super into it, though. It's like he wasn't it. killing the vibe. Everyone loved wow. it because it's just like he loved asking for people's opinions. Everyone loved sharing their opinions. Wow. Very strange. That, that is, is interesting. Yeah. Maybe people do love to talk. Maybe it's a good conversation mm. starter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you like my skin. party? <laughs> 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 well, yeah. you know, one thing I wanted to share from this ABC News article is going back to, you know, the definitions that we had talked about before or the origins, rather, of some of these phrases like Irish exit. Uh, this yeah. article says that one possible theory behind the Irish goodbye nickname offered on hub pages infuses it with historical significance. So uh, this is another potential origin of the phrase, saying mm. it attributes the phrase to the potato famine of 1845 to 1852, when many Irish fled their homeland for America. At mm. the time, distance and technology meant that when someone went to America, they were gone forever, and it was unlikely they would ever speak to or see friends or family yeah. back home. The departure was sudden and absolute. It is also plausible that the site the site states that immigrants left for America without telling anyone what they were up to, thereby saving themselves sad, protracted goodbyes and leave taking. I thought that was another interesting potential origin of the phrase. Yeah, also way sad. And (laughs) I forget who I was talking to. Okay, this could either be a documentary I was watching. This could be like research if I went to like a historical home or it could be an actual human being that I was talking to. But Mm -hmm. it might have been a human being. But they were an immigrant and said that there Mm -hmm. were certain people they didn't say goodbye to before they came to the States because like they just couldn't. Like they knew they were Mm going to be gone forever and they just like couldn't say goodbye. That wow. it would be too hard. The stuff. Yeah, it is tough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, I, I get that. I'd be racked with anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, though. So what do you guys think? You think this is maybe the origin of it? And how do you feel about this, it? To me, this seems the most, makes the most sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm, and maybe it's just because it's the most dramatic. So in my heart, I'm like, oh, this is the most intense reasoning for yeah. it. But yeah, that that famine, the fact that, you know, they, they could might never actually see these people again. Yeah. And gosh, it does hurt my heart knowing that you couldn't, that you wouldn't say goodbye. I mean, because that is just such a dramatic way to. Just, oh, also, March where are you going to send forever. the mail? Like, there's no, you would have no idea yeah, where to like know. send a letter because you don't know where they're going to mm-hmm. land. Yeah. You oh know what? God. I think it was not a real person. It was, in fact, a documentary. It was, <laughs> I was, it was about how um, there were people who needed titles in the United States to legitimize them in the early beginning days. Mm. So we're talking like, what is it? Like Carnegie and all of those guys. So they had a bunch of yeah. money, but they didn't have titles. And then at that time, the English were in terrible financial ruin because of the economy there. So they needed the money that was happening in the new world. And so they yeah. were making these trades of like their daughters and their family. And so people were coming over, but they were like not saying goodbye because they were like, I'm not going to see them again. Wow. Which is a whole other thing. Anyway, do love a good documentary. I will say that. For the amount I'm not reading, I am watching documentaries. We'll be right back with more ridiculous news after this short break. 
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't get it confused. You are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. All right, y'all. So we're back and uh, we're going to continue our talk about party etiquette and how to leave a party. So this is from the Washington Post, more specifically the Miss Manners column. Uh, And the Miss Manners column is about uh, how to leave the party. And the headline says, uh, don't make a scene when leaving early. Uh, And so 
Miss Manners, who I previously never heard of, but they have a long-running column where people. You write never in. heard of Miss Manners, Mark? I, I wish you I had. never heard of Miss. Never. I had no idea. I had no but, idea. But that people, that was she's an etiquette authority, and so people write in. So they wrote. Right, someone right. wrote into Miss Manners saying, "Dear Miss Manners, at a party with many friends and acquaintances, if you need to leave some two hours early, and have mentioned it to a few people, must you go up to everyone and say goodbye, or only to the hosts after thanking them?" And so, Mark, I, was that person a little bit British? Because oh, should I read it again? As <laughs> well, I, just, well, I sensed a I can, little bit of British. I can take it again. Um, and this is like a very authentic accent. Uh, okay. okay. So this is meant to be. Uh, oh no, I set myself up. Anyway, uh, dear Miss Manners, at a party with many friends and acquaintances, if you need to leave some two hours early, uh, I mentioned it to a few people. Pip pip. Uh, must you go up to everyone and say goodbye, or to the host after thanking them? Uh, and Perfect. so Ms. Manners responded with, you know, conspicuous leave taking, ten- <laughs> leave taking is so proper sounding, uh, conspicuous <laughs> leave taking tends to break up a party and should therefore be reserved for an hour when the, when that would be uh, a favor to the host. In that case, a hearty goodness. I didn't realize how late it is. Uh, the goodness is optional, uh, can be useful in encouraging an exodus. This language is just next level. I love it. Uh, <laughs> An Wars exodus. is the opposite. An exodus. An exodus, yeah. <laughs> My word. Uh, <laughs> yours is the opposite situation for which you presumably have a good excuse, which you would have told your host when you accepted. If everyone looks up as you move toward the door, you murmur apologetically, I have to perform surgery in the morning, and if necessary, <laughs> oh, please don't get up, before apologizing again to the host when you offer your thanks. Uh, mm. And, y'all, I thought this was really interesting, but... You know, I figured it'd be even better, honestly, to kind of continue this, this discussion with Miss Manners herself. And so, oh, Bill, wow, I just kind of took the liberty of calling up Miss Manners. Hooray! No, they, that's they great. were kind enough to come and visit the show. So, Miss awesome. Manners, welcome to Ridiculous News. Oh, oh, goodness. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, Miss Manners. Wow. So, you, so I, I, you know, from, from the way you write, we thought you were British. And it does sound like you are. Absolutely. When one is putting pen to paper, one always must seem as though they are prim and proper. Ah, in, indeed. Indeed. Well, you know, Miss Manners, this is so great. And, and Mark just handed me this, this paper. So we're going to play a game with you oh, uh, because delightful. we know... Uh, yeah, absolutely. We, we know that you know all about parties. Ah, uh, but first uh, I uh, must uh, say, Mr. Bill Worley, Mr. Mark yes. Kindle, thank you so much mm-hmm. for having me to your party online today. I just want of to course. say that I might have to leave a little bit later because I'm performing a surgery. So I might, oh. have, to, I might have to dramatic exodus out of the podcast <laughs> at some moment. <laughs> And, and the, well, thank you so much for letting yes, us Yes, I just wanted to let you know ahead of time. It's, it, absolutely. Well, well, we're going to hit you with a couple quick questions here about oh. party etiquette. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, if, if Miss Manners, if, if you're at somebody's house, you know, if you're going to a party at someone's house, should you mm. always bring something like drinks or food to a party? Oh. Is that Goodness, of etiquette. course, I would say that something to wet the whistle is always in um, uh, always in good taste, and one might want to bring along a bit of a snack. I would I would say a bit of a carbohydrate, something that's going to last throughout the entire evening or perhaps that afternoon. Something that um, the all of the guests can keep their their party stamina up. And um, I always like to bring a, a little bit of um, celery. I got it. 
quote from Michelle Obama. <laughs> Um, it's called Ansonologue, and if you take a bit of peanut butter and you smear it inside a celery and put a couple of raisins in it, why, you've got Ansonologue Nutritional. Mm. That, wow, that's, that's, that's really something. Um, mm. You know, just out of curiosity, what are some of the best party games? What are your What are your favorite games to play at a party? Oh, I'm so glad that you asked. Why, one of my favorite games is everyone writes down a question and they put it into a bowl. And then as soon as the question is said... Um, they all have names of everyone at the party and they all then get to put in the name of who they think this thing is about. So for instance, it might be, mm, who do you, who do you think stays up latest? And then everyone would pick a name out of everybody at the party and put it in the middle. And then whoever has the most of their name is the winner. Mm. That's right. That seems this sounds like a seems wonderful. Super, it's so yeah, wonderful. Twister, that's mm-hmm. always a nice fan favorite. <laughs> Twister, I haven't played Twister. That's right. It's but you need to minute. make sure to notate it on your invitation if you're going to be playing such a game because you want people mm. to wear their proper attire. But no worries about mm. shoes because they'll be putting those on at the door before they leave. Mm, <laughs> indeed, indeed. Well, well. How about this one, uh, uh, Miss Manners? Mm. If how long should you know someone before you give them just a kiss on the lips as a greeting? <gasps> oh, I would say that is reserved for lovers. <laughs> Not a, a, okay. So only only lovers. Unless can do one that, is attending but... some sort of key party or a swingers party, <laughs> where consent is most definitely already um, granted, I would say that it is in poor taste to be kissing at your party because now you're obligated to kiss everyone there and you may not feel as though you want to kiss everyone there but as the host tis your duty one for one is one for all (laughs) oh gentlemen thank you so much for having me on today unless you have any other pressing questions i do have a surgery that's happening very shortly so i need to go scrub in have a good day gentlemen hey you guys sorry i had to go get a snack Oh, uh, Whitney, yeah. you missed it. It was great. You guys, I sent you a warm email saying that I had to go away from the mic for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Did not talk about well anything interesting email. while I was gone. <laughs> you know, and I, I see it now. I, I yeah. see the email now. See, but, this uh, is the issue with it email. It comes too late. Mm-hmm. It does. You know, I don't always check emails. I don't know about y'all, but it's, yeah, it's not the top priority. Well, Whitney, what are other ways that people can follow you and support the work that you're doing and see oh, you um, love for this. our audience? Um, well, I'm on Instagram at meow, like a cat, scraps, like something you would throw out. So meow scraps <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> And uh, I also have my garden online, which I've been busy with. As Mark mentioned, I'm soon to be a licensed esthetician. So um, soon I'm I'm going to take my state boards and I hope to be licensed very shortly. Uh, but that means I've neglected my garden. However, stay up to date there with a wildy staker. And there's a dot between each word. Um, and it's a little half acre of land I have here right in the heart of Atlanta. But I have a bunch of edible landscaping in it. I counted the other day, mm. guys, and I have over 119 edible things in my backyard. Wow. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's amazing. Like, I don't know that you would want to eat all of them. Things like, you know, like onions or like an underground artichoke. But like, mm. you could. Do you know what I mean? Got it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. So those are the best incredible. places. Do you know, I took the notifications off of Facebook on my phone, so the red dot's never there anymore, and it's awesome, mm-hmm. and I never check it anymore. So Instagram's really the best way Good. to find me. Got it. Well, that's at Meal yeah. Scraps on Instagram. Yeah, Meal Scraps. Um, and meow. <laughs> and uh, we wanted to leave our audience with the spring of inspiring inspirations. It's our final segment where we leave you with a quote to think about and ponder. Mm. Uh, this one, Mark Pold, that I thought was awesome, was from Marilyn Monroe. And it says, the worst thing that happens to people when they dress up and go to a party is that they leave their real selves at home. Oh. I read it and I didn't agree with it, uh, but I thought it was an interesting, it's an interesting thought. Well, Whitney, we're so, so excited to have you here. Thank you so much Thanks for coming for on into me. our course anytime. And for all our listeners, thank you so much for listening in. We love y'all. It means the world to us when you spend your time with us. It's precious and we don't take it for granted. Invite us to a party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, you can, uh, and you can email us at ridiculousnews at iheartmedia.com and on Facebook and IG, follow Ridiculous News. And you can check out our comedy videos at Mark Kendall Comedy. Bye, y'all. See you later. Ridiculous News is hosted by Mark Kendall and Bill Worley. Executive producers are Ben Bolin and Noel Brown. Produced and edited by Tari Harrison. Research provided by Casey Willis. And theme music by Four Eyes and Dr. Delight. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.